Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the Son of Man, with a sharp sickle to harvest. So we are in Revelation chapter 14, verse 14, and then I'm going to read the entirety of the context, which is verse 14 through 16. Then I, John, looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest on the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. And so, Brother Daniel... Where else do we see Jesus reaping, working with the harvest? Well, like I say, whenever we uh, encounter an enigmatic uh, passage, apocalyptic passage that seems to be maybe metaphorical, maybe literal, we're unsure, let's go back to something more plain and more foundational like the gospel. And in the gospel, in Matthew chapter, 20, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus taught a series of parables, just like in Matthew 24 and 25. He taught a series of parables. And Matthew chapter 13 begins with a parable of wheat and the tares. And he does say very clearly that the harvest is at the end of the age. I believe it's verse 30 to 39. We have a cl- clear declaration that the harvest is at the end of the age. And so what does that mean? Now that we've come to Revelation 14, the Son of Man has a sharp sickle for harvest. This is about the Jesus of the second coming who is coming to do the end time harvest. Now the harvest at the end of the age. And the harvest at the end of the age or the end time harvest has two different kinds according to Matthew 13. The harvest of the wheat, mm-hmm. which is for collection and safekeeping, and the harvest of the tares, which is necessary, which according to Matthew chapter 13, must happen first before the harvest of the wheat. In other words, the tares must be gathered out before the wheat is gathered. So, so in English, it's tares, which basically we're, we're saying weeds. Yeah, that were sown by the enemy. Into. Yeah, those useless uh, overgrowth thing that that occupy uh, the land and suck up nutrients that we really don't need because of fact the health of the the wheat that the the food that we are growing in in the farmland. So uh, so we have the uh, Jesus uh, clearly exalting the uh, through the parable that leave those uh, tares alone because they will mature at the end of the age alongside with the useful wheat. And so we have the situation here where when it's ready for the harvest of the tear, the Son of Man will put down the sickle and he will tread on the winepress of the wrath of God. Now, Prophet Isaiah saw the same description of the winepress of the wrath of God. And that is in Isaiah 63, the Jesus in red. Now, passage he, is going to be coming up quite a bit here in the next 
series of descriptions. Well, it's of a Jesus very important one because Jesus was in red twice. Mm-hmm. Jesus was in red in Isaiah 53, and Jesus was in red again in Isaiah 63. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. In Isaiah 53, it, he was the lamb that was slaughtered. The red, the blood, was his own blood. But in Isaiah 63, his garment was stained, was, was stained with blood. But this time, it's not his own blood that he's shedding as a lamb. But he is coming and returning on a white horse and white garment. And all this white is stained with blood, blood from his enemy, because he is the harvester putting down the sickle to gather the the tares and begin to execute judgment and the blood of his enemy was spilling on him and the the picture of him stepping and trampling on the wine press is like the grape juice from the grape like the color of the blood stain on those who are stepping on the grape in the wine press as in olden days mm-hmm. uh, in the in the wine press so we have this situation where Jesus was literally releasing the sickle of the wine press of the wrath of God in order to execute the judgment uh, in the earlier devotion, we talk about the fifth seal when the martyrs under the altar say, How long more? Jesus said, Be patient. Mm-hmm. More of your brethren are going to actually be faithful to the end as, as martyrs for me. But one day I will, I will give you the great equalizer. I will mm-hmm. execute speedy justice. All the injustices done against the blessed saints, Jesus will repay. He say, do not take uh, vengeance into your own, own hand. Vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. I shall repay it. And on that day, he will return to repay in great vengeance. And that is the imagery of Revelation 14, 14. Jesus putting down the sickle and harvest. It's the harvest of the tares. And well... As we continue on here in Revelation, John's going to see some very uh, astonishing things of Jesus and, and what he will actually do when he's physically on the earth and confronting the Antichrist. But for this specific description of Jesus that we have, it's still a very heavenly scene that you know we've had earlier in Revelation chapter 6 and 7 area of Jesus as the the lamb who is stewarding the wrath of God and here it's it's i mean he's got the the sickle in his hand and he's making the thrusting motion but he's still on a cloud this is still very uh, very much a heavenly scene and i think it's it's important to note that that um, but it's also important to note that John uses the description of the son of man which is a back to a Daniel 7 uh, description of Jesus and, and and something that we talked about very on, early on in this podcast, Revelation chapter 1. And so the Daniel chapter 7, Revelation of the Son of Man, is one who's worthy to be a king. Mm-hmm. And so we have Jesus, Jesus as a kingly action also over this harvest. So, Blair, you pointed out obviously something really important here where you talk about uh, Jesus and his role in the harvest. Uh, Specifically, um, what you're highlighting here that really uh, stands out is the fact that um, Jesus is the 
the keeper of his word that heaven and earth will fade but his word will still remain and because of that everything that he said including some of the promises in the in the description of timing like harvest and the end of the age and all that will happen in a uh, very significant way so um, I would want our audience to pay attention to um, our role in preparing for Jesus uh, and his revelation for Dean Harvest. If he is coming back to bring a harvest to the wicked, the harvest of the tares, how can we prevent more people to be in that category? We do that by sowing the seed of the word abundantly so that more weeds would grow up instead of tares. Because the sower of the tares is the devil, according to the parable. And if we become ambassador of Christ to sow the seed of the word everywhere, and more and more weeds are grown up, then we will enlarge the harvest of the righteous, the sun of light that will go into the eternal kingdom of God. So, um... I think it's very, very crucial for us um, to to understand that as Jesus is the one who put down the sickle as the Son of Man of Daniel 7, as Bless so clearly pointed out, that, um, you know, we are also like the Son of Man, in the image of the Son of Man, uh, preparing not the not just the harvest. Uh, in general, but the harvest of the wheat, harvest of the righteous, and that is through the great commandment and the great commission. Now, before we pray, I would like to highlight something that's really uh, a wrestle in my heart when I look at Revelation 14, 14. I think I shared with you before that I was undecided whether this is a description about Jesus or just another angel that uh, because uh, in uh, Revelation chapter 10 and 11, there were also description of very powerful and beautiful angel that that fits in the description like the Son of Man and just like in uh, Ezekiel and and also in Isaiah uh, and Daniel, there were times where angels are very glorious. And, but I still lean to consider this as a description of Jesus, despite the fact that one of the other angels who is nearby seems to be in collaboration with this son of man looking angel, son of man looking figure, and seems to be uh, uh, declaring what he should be doing. But because this is consistent with Matthew 13, the parable of the weeds and the tares, I would say that. Uh, this is still a description of Jesus. But even if we are not entirely accurate, then Jesus is responsible to command this son of man looking figure to be uh, throwing down the sickle for the harvest. He's either on the cloud receiving the message from his father or he sent the messenger to the son of man figure. Yes. And the cloud is another point that caused me to lean towards thinking that that actually this is Jesus. So for our audience, uh, I I just want to encourage us 
that Jesus is very actively preparing for the harvest of the tares and harvest of the, the wheat. And he has commanded us by saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go and make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Let me pray for our audience um, before we close. Father, we just thank you that as we come to Jesus, who has determined the time for the great harvest and who has sickle in his hand, we pray, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that we will be attentive to number our days, knowing that, Lord, when the, the night comes, we can no longer work. While it's still day, help us, Lord, to be actively engaging in the Great Commission work, to see your harvest of the wheat prepare. More sons and daughters of light yes. arise from every tongue, every tribe, every nation, including the 12 tribes of Israel, which is so prominently featured in Revelation 7 and Revelation 14. The remnant of your people, Lord, will be sealed by you, bearing the name of your fathers, Lord, on their forehead. So will you use us mightily for this season of accelerated harvest across the earth and in Israel, because when the fullness of the Gentiles are gathered in, then all Israel will be saved. So Lord, we thank you for uh, warning us and reminding us of your active leadership over the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul You satisfy my soul You satisfy my soul With your love You satisfy my soul You satisfy